Skinner, simple man. That can only mean one thing on this show, and that is all things Bill O'Reilly, all things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Uh, Mr. O'Reilly, sir, great to have you back. I have a question. I hope you have a simple answer to it because it's not a simple question. Um, the Biden, by the way, how are you doing? I'm uh, celebrating the funeral of Joseph Stalin today, 69 years <laughs> okay. ago. So I'm very, very happy today. Okay, a, a dead dictator. Uh, thanks for reminding us, Bill. Well, Putin, uh, we, Putin. we should learn from the past. It was yeah. interesting to watch Zelensky quote uh, Winston Churchill before the British Parliament yesterday. And Putin learned very well under Stalin. He's got an amazing quote. I'll read it to you later, but I'm curious about your question. So my question is this issue... Um, we now know that we that Joe Biden inherited an America that was energy independent, an America that was a net exporter of energy. On day one, he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline. He paused new oil and gas leases on federal lands. He had increased dramatically the environmental restrictions and rules on emissions. And then he rejoined the Paris Climate Agreement, which recognizes China and India as developing countries, meaning we pay all the money and they pay next to nothing, and ended what I think was his biggest mistake, exploration and drilling in Anwar. Now, the administration is claiming, it's a long, I got to set this question up, they're claiming, well, we already have 9,000 leases, go talk to them. Well, the American Petroleum Institute has given us their answer. They said we're at a two-decade high for the percentage of leases that are in production, meaning the 9,000, with nearly two out of three leases producing natural gas and oil. Leases are issued prior to exploration, and not every acreage of leased land has the resources to tap into, which is why it's a boom-and-bust industry, despite substantial investment by developers. Now, with production still below pre-pandemic levels and an imbalance between supply and demand, what is being exacerbated now by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, it's it's time for the administration to support domestic production, et cetera, et cetera. Now, here's my question. So they put all of these restrictions on the energy sector. Now, Joe Biden, up till yesterday, was importing oil from Russia. Now we learn that they sent an embassy or uh, an emissary rather to Caracas, to Venezuela, to discuss the possibility of importing oil from that murdering dictator, Maduro. Then we now know, and I have before me a report, that Iran, this new Iran deal would give the mullahs in Iran access to $90 billion in, of sanctioned money, $7 billion for ransom. And that America would then import energy from the Ayatollahs, the mullahs that want Israel and the U.S. wiped off the map. Now, Mr. Simple Man, break that down for me, how any part of that is intelligent. Biden knows he can say anything. So last night, uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, and MSNBC, none of them covered, none of them covered Biden's most outrageous statement, which was, in my first year in office, I pumped more oil than Trump did in his first year. Okay? That was an incredible sleight of hand. And I called it, you called it, as just gross propaganda. And I'll give you the stats in a moment. They're very short. 
But Biden knows he can say stuff like that. And the Associated Press, the New York Times, Washington Post, nobody's going to say anything, even if they fact check him. They're not going to say a word. So he can get out there and he can say, oh, I, I, you know, I love oil. I, I didn't do anything to inhibit oil production in the USA. I, that's a lie. I did not. And that's exactly what he's doing. That's exactly what he's doing. So here is the key stat. And um, this is on my message of the day on BillOReilly.com. I hope everybody goes there every morning. You don't have to be a premium member. It's there for you to consume. So when Trump left office, the average price of a gallon of gas in the USA was around $2.50. Okay? And now it's $4.25. But before Putin did anything in Ukraine, the average price was $3.47, up a buck under Biden in 13 months, up a buck, a dollar a gallon. So he, Biden's blaming Putin for all this, yet in his 13 months, first 13 months, it went up a dollar. Why would it go up a dollar? Because he made it so difficult for the fossil fuel industry, and I'm not just talking oil, I'm talking coal, fracking, natural gas. They slapped so many regulations, the federal government, on these companies that their cost basis increased. And so the companies became more conservative in their harvesting of their product, as any company would. And they saw that Biden was going to increase the regulations and all the exploration was going to cost 10 times as much as it did under Trump. Final answer, and I think I hope this is simple enough for you, Andy. You follow me here? No, I, I actually I'm very impressed because right, well, besides myself, further. you seem to be one of the few that actually understand this. Yes, well, you know me. The only thing I agree with when it comes to Lisa Murkowski, the senator in Alaska who I believe is going to lose her seat, is that Alaska alone, alone, could provide all the oil the United States needs if the federal government would allow drilling in Anwar and other areas. Now, you say to yourself, well, why don't they? No one lives there. Are they going to scare the caribou? Are the polar bears going to be upset? Here's a little known fact. The caribou's and the polar bears like the pipelines. Because it keeps them warm. It keeps them warm. They like you're hundred percent right. So they uh, don't have to buy coats. <laughs> I don't know why that just got to my funny bone. Good job, Bill O'Reilly. All right, now it's even more interesting than that too, because we actually sent a plane once to look at the vast wasteland. It's all empty space. Yes. Of of Anwar. It's right. massive. The oil right. reserves there are massive. Um that's why we secured that land so many years ago believe it or not it was jimmy carter what's fascinating is the oil companies i've done a deep dive on this over the years oil companies say that they can go there in season not when it's snowing heavily and they can have heavy quick extraction and by the time they leave and pick up for the winter you they won't leave a single footprint there no. that's how easy it would be and how it would not in any way impact the environment and here's me, more good news i love good news okay because of global warming, there'll be a shorter winter up there. <laughs> That's so great news, actually. So you'll be able to get more oil down. Yeah, it, by it, the way, it, it's it, snowing it, in New York. Thanks, want, Bill. Yeah, I want everybody to just step back. The important thing here, more important than Ukraine, if you can imagine, and that's a vital 
news story. So we have a president of the United States who goes out and actively misleads the people. And the press does not hold him accountable for doing that. And the third thing is, and I could be wrong on this, I don't think Biden even knows what he's saying anymore. Uh, I don't think you're wrong on it. What I don't to say. I don't think he knows that it's Wednesday. That's how right. bad I think things and really so are. So you and I concur, word of the day, on that. So when you have the leader of the free world, most powerful man in the world, um, Putin doesn't think so, but Biden still is, not knowing what he is saying. See, if you were to have Joe Biden on your program, on your radio program today, Biden would look you in the eye and go, I'm not, I'm not misleading anyone. I'm not uh, distorting the facts. I, I, no, no, we pumped more than on my previous, uh, the previous president, Donald Trump. We, we did more in oil. And he would actively believe that. I did more in my first year than he did in his first year. That's the statement. It, that, you're right. It's beyond a sleight of hand. It's an outright lie. Well, no, that's true, though. If you look at the, if you look at the barrels, okay, because Trump inherited right. Obama. Trump have, inherited Obama. It took Trump a year to, to ratchet it up. To extract. Okay. Thank you. Another intelligent comment by right, Mr. Right. O'Reilly. Well, now, here, now, I, now I have stat. the, now the hard stat. question comes in, Bill. Okay, hold on. Let me give one more stat. Okay. One Under more stat. Biden, the United States harvests seven hundred and fifty million barrels less a year than it did under Trump. I'll give you a couple of stats. Last year, Joe Biden uh, imported over two hundred and thirty two million barrels of oil from Russia. He even took in a million barrels of oil, believe it or not, from Iran. That was the first time since 1991. Uh, also, Joe Biden took in over 600 million barrels of oil from OPEC nations uh, and 5 million from the yeah, uh, uh, know, from the Saudis. All right. So here's my question. I am very, very concerned about a president that is going to do this 90 billion dollars in cash deal by lifting sanctions on the Iranian mullahs um, and doing it and negotiating a deal that would include importing oil from Iran to make the mullahs rich and richer than ever, and then thinking and contemplating and sending emissaries to negotiate with Venezuela with that murdering dictator thug named Maduro. Uh, the same with Joe Biden has been begging OPEC. It's embarrassing and humiliating up to today, they've been rejecting him, Bill. Yes, yeah, Saudis even... wouldn't even take his phone call. But I think if the Republicans win in November, which they overwhelmingly will now, and I'll, and I'll give you another thing in a moment, they can block a lot of this stuff. So Biden's going to have a hard time buying oil from Venezuela and Iran. He's basically trying to convince them to sell oil to other people than the United States because they know they're not going to get this in. So what's coming? By the way, next, do you know who's this is a test a quick test question? Do you know who's negotiating and and bartering that deal between Iran and the U.S.? Joy Behar. <laughs> no, no, oh, wrong. no. It's Russia, Bill. Russia's, no, Russia's they're, they're advising Iran. I know, I know. It's just really no. They're they're bartering the deal. They are brokering this deal. Not for us. Yes, it's, it's of them, course Putin not, and them. 
Um, we don't have anybody over there that's got cojones. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna sign a deal no matter what. Bill Bo- Buddha Judge said they're very close to a deal. Of course. And How Buttig- stupid can we be? And, and people you know, get angry. You know why the Mullers want to do this deal? Because they fear Pete Buttigieg. I mean, it, he <laughs> makes them tremble. All right, quick break. We'll come back more with Bill O'Reilly. All things O'Reilly. Simple man at BillOReilly.com. As we continue, your calls at the bottom of the hour. 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. Our friends at Tunnel to Towers, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, now with each mortgage-free home, They deliver on their promise to do good and to never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes and all that they've done for us and our nation's heroes, the people that risk their lives for our great country and our communities. They now need your help, our help. They need your help now more than ever. We're talking about Gold Star and fallen first responder families that have young kids and our nation's most catastrophically injured first responders and veterans, homeless service members, you name it, they need your help. That's where the Tunnel to Towers Foundation comes in. Now, for some families, the foundation brings the comfort of knowing that they can actually stay in the home where they made memories with their fallen loved ones. For other families, the foundation enables new memories to be cherished forever. All of this is only possible because of your generosity and support. Look, you can help out people that laid it all on the line for us. They're asking for $11 a month. That's it. A commitment from all of us. Uh, And they set up a website, T, the letter T, the number two, the letter T, dot org. That's T, the number two, the letter T, dot org. T, two, T, dot org for Tunnels to Towers. Keeping the truth alive. Hannity is on right now. I would continue with Simple Man, all things Bill O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. All right, Hattie, one more, and this is very important for your audience, and I appreciate you having me on every week. Um, I want everyone to know that. Um, What's next is food prices. So I'm telling my audience, stock up now, Um, because food prices are going to explode. They have to, because transportation companies that get the food from um, the ground or wherever to the grocery store are paying a dollar a gallon more, and that's going to be passed on. Now, what the food companies are doing deceptively, uh, because they have to rise prices if they want to keep their stock price up, is they're cutting down the amount of food in a package. So, for example, Breyer's ice cream, we reported this on the radio today, has cut its little tub of ice cream by about 25%, but charges the same. They have no choice, Bill. It's not I understand that, but people don't know. It's not like there's a right, Let me ask you a question. Do you, does Bill O'Reilly, you have people that do your grocery shopping. I'm, I'm just betting. You don't do your own grocery shopping because I go grocery shopping yeah, every I week. I know. Every week you tell me you go grocery shopping and everybody in the country rolls I, their eyes. Okay. I go every week, Bill, and, and I can afford it. There was a time in yeah, my life when I could people are going to get hammered in the grocery store. So when it's now... Uh, my point is, Bill, the prices are dramatically higher. Of course. And, I'm, I, and I remember what it was like living paycheck to paycheck 
there was an article today. People are going to say goodbye to even chop meat for crying out loud. It's back to hamburger helper. Okay, so when you it's mid March, the election midterm is in early November. Things may improve a little bit. This Ukraine thing is not going to be you know going on um, to that extent, and it's not going to extend into the fall. I don't know how it's going to, people ask me, and I said, I have no blanking idea how this is going to basically, there will be a ceasefire at some point. <laughs> there are so many people that do not understand I know. the severity of all of this, and it's really dangerous. Bill O'Reilly, all things O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com. Thank you, sir. Quick break right back. Your call's on the other side. Straight ahead. All right, 25 now until the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to join us. There was a hell of an exchange uh, with Fox News Channel's White House correspondent Peter Ducey and Circleback chief propagandist for the White House Jen Asaki, and I mean Ducey, I mean just absolutely destroyed her in this mini debate that that broke out between them. Listen. You and the president are both talking about producing energy here, saying that oil and gas companies have 9,000 permits to drill now. They could be drilling right now. Would President Biden cut red tape to make that possible? What red tape needs to be cut when they have the permits, uh, they have the capacity to do it? What's holding them up? Does President Biden think that each of these 9,000 leases that are available have oil or gas in them? Because industry experts are saying that uh, that accusation is is a complete red herring. Some permits are viable and some are not. When you say that, this represents a fundamental misunderstanding as to how this process works. Well, first of all, the nearly 60% of leased acres remain non-producing. That's a lot uh, in the range of 20 million acres. So there are 9,000 uh, unused approved permits to drill in. They should not require that should not require us inviting them to do that. They should do but that themselves. The, the additional permits. So would the president? What additional permits do they need? There's no. The, they have the leases are there. The permits are there. I don't think they need an embroidered invitation to drill. That is, they are oil companies. It's what is what is happening? What is happening? But look, what is ha- the permits have been granted, Peter? What is ha- what is happening here is that we are seeing these are private sector companies. We recognize that. Many of them are making record profits. We see that. That is all publicly available data. They have pressure to return cash to investors and their shareholders. What we're saying right now is there is a war. We're asking them to to uh, go uh, use the, the approved permits, use the unused space, and go uh, get more supply out of the ground in our own country. I'm asking you if it is an option. You guys say all options are on the table. Is restarting Keystone Construction one of them? If we're trying to bring about more supply, that does not address any problem. It's supply from Canada, a friendly ally, instead of that, Saudi Arabia. That's already or that's or, we're already getting that oil, Peter. It's the the pipeline is just a delivery mechanism. It is not an oil field, so it does not provide more supply into the system. It's it does not address. Is it possible that Joe Biden? will ever say you guys can go ahead with construction of Keystone XL. There's no plans for that and it would not address any of the problems we're having currently. None of that, that what she's saying is true. The fact and the reality is they did cancel the Keystone XL pipeline. They did grant Vladimir Putin a waiver in Nord Stream 2. 
They did pause new oil and gas leases on federal lands. They're unwilling to change course. Uh, they d- did put very restrictive new environmental restrictions on exploration and drilling, new rules on emissions that make it far more difficult for oil companies to do the very thing that she's dictating they need to do. And, of course, then they, of course, ended Anwar drilling, where we have vast amounts of resources that can easily be extracted very quickly and brought to the marketplace, and that's not under consideration either, on top of them ending the entering the re-entering the uh, Paris Climate Agreement. Look, as the Petroleum Institute said, we're at a two-decade high for the percentage of leases in production. That's the 9,000 that they talk about. But they also point out all these leases are issued prior to exploration. In other words, it's not the case that every single lease granted gives them the yield that they anticipate or expect that will happen. And that's why they need more land and leases and far left, far less restrictions. Anyway, Peter Ducey, White House correspondent for the Fox News Channel, uh, I, I thought you just absolutely destroyed the argument that they've been making for the longest period of time. Good job today. Uh, thanks, Sean. And ultimately, it is it goes back to the first day of Biden's term. He signed an executive order uh, that remains in place today that bans, or they use the word pause, but it's the same as a ban, any new oil and gas drilling on public lands. And so a lot of these guys, they've got the oil and gas uh, area, the range, great. They don't know if there's anything under, underground, and they can't go ask the Interior Department for permission because the president said no. They are they are putting a priority on climate change and moving towards a fossil fuel-free country uh, rather than address the major spikes in prices right now due to the limited supply. And then we get advice from the likes of that ever so uh, experienced former mayor of South Bend, Mayor Pete, uh, when they fired these guys working on the Keystone XL pipeline. No, oh, well, we want you to get another high-paying uh, union job. And I'm like, where's that available? This is a very specific skill set in the oil and gas industry. Uh, then he's saying, we want you to go buy an electric car. Okay, uh, most people don't have 50 grand laying around for their brand new electric car if you can even get them because you can't even get the semiconductors and most car companies don't have uh, inventory available. And did they answer in any way today why it is that the U.S. is going to do a new Iranian deal that would allow the importation of oil from the number one state sponsor of terror, why they're negotiating and sending emissaries to Venezuela to deal with that murdering thug Maduro. Uh, any explanation as to why the Saudis and the UAE have no interest in calling Joe Biden back? Any of those questions come up? So so uh, they claim that uh, the Saudis and the UAE leaders are not just letting it ring when Biden calls. That's what uh, the Wall Street Journal says. That's what happened. Uh, the National Security Council claims that is not true. As for doing the Iran deal, they are putting a priority on preventing Iran from building a nuclear weapon. But at the same time, as part of this process, and I get that it's all this tangled web, they might be rewarded with some new contracts to export oil either directly or indirectly to the United States. And the reason that they are a state sponsor of terror, uh, you know, these are leaders who are blamed for directly or indirectly uh, murdering 
American citizens over the last several decades. And if you, if you look at some of the reports, though, we're talking about sanctions money that had been frozen from the Iranian mullahs, I guess, that weren't part of the first awful Iranian deal. That could be as high as, what, $90 billion, I read. And now we're going to help make the number one state sponsor of terror wealthy again and part of the world community again. Now, the last Iranian deal uh, did not allow any place, any time inspections. It did not allow a single American inspector. And it also would allow the Iranians in 2025 to... to then begin the process of building a nuclear weapon anyway, and we still did that deal. That was not a good deal. Right now, it sounds like the Russians, uh, as a way to kind of punish the U.S., uh, might be throwing a wrench in things. It might be, uh, you know, we heard reports last week and the week before, oh, we're within 24 or 48 hours of a new Iran nuclear deal. Uh, Hasn't happened yet. And so we're in business with these people. We're asking them to help us make an Iran nuclear deal. Uh, but so far, our our helpers are not being very helpful. Well, that, that then now raises another great question, and that is, okay, so we finally Joe implemented the one sanction that would have an impact, but if Europe and NATO countries and Western European countries are still relying on Vladimir Putin and Russia for their energy, and Putin is now even threatening to cut that off, and now we have Vladimir Putin and China on the periphery, negotiating a deal between the U.S. and the, the number one state sponsor of terror. Uh, I wonder whose side Vladimir Putin is going to take in those negotiations, and why wouldn't they walk away from the table at this point, considering the invasion of Ukraine by Putin? Right, and there's some new analysis that that is part of Putin's calculation, potentially, and that's how he could wait out the West, just team up with China, Make sure that all these assets that they've been moving around because they knew sanctions were coming are protected, reinvested with the Chinese, and then they can wait out the West. So we'll see if that's what happens, but only have Putin they, knows. Have, I know the Keystone XL pipeline issues come up a lot. Have they ever given an answer besides the talking point about the 9,000 leases on whether or not they will lift the pause that they put in place on new oil and gas leases on federal lands? Uh, will they lift the environmental restrictions and emissions rules that they put in place? Uh, will they open up Anwar again? It's a vast wilderness. We have tons of energy resources there. Is that even under consideration or no domestic drilling whatsoever? Uh, to every question like that, uh, the answer has been no to date. But we had also been told that they weren't going to ban Russian oil imports because it was going to be too disruptive. So it's no until maybe it's not down the line. I'm having a hard time grasping why we're dealing with some of the world's, you know, worst terrorist-supporting nations, the the worst murdering dictators, as a means of getting energy when we can produce it all here and we could do it very cheaply and we could do it very effectively and efficiently and we can be a net exporter again of energy. Now, that was another claim that Joe Biden made yesterday in his speech, the fact is, this year we will be a net importer of energy, not a net exporter of energy, like it was when he got into the White House. Uh, right, and they're kind of approaching this. Uh, it's this huge global issue. There are a million different ways to attack it. The way that they're trying to attack it today is they've got him sitting in a, at an event about semiconductors, which is part of it. That is a problem that we can't get them. 
But uh, is it the problem right now for today? I, I don't know. Oh, Peter Ducey, you've been doing a great job. I, I don't think they could pay me enough money to do your job. <laughs> I think you need a raise. What do you think? I, I think you're doing okay, Sean. So I, I think that's... You, you, you think? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I know your dad's really proud of you. I've I've known you for many, many years. You've worked so hard to get this position you have. We're very proud of you. Uh, you're the only one. That, it's must-see TV watching you and Jen Psaki. I mean, we you guys could do a show together, and I'd watch like four hours straight every day. <laughs> uh, well, uh, maybe someday. But uh, usually they cut us off at about four minutes of questions. So uh, I got yeah. it. Maybe tell the AP reporter to sit down and be quiet and stop bailing out Jen Psaki like happened earlier in the week. <laughs> right. Well, today uh, today it was another short one, but it was because they had to rush us off to this semiconductor event, which unfortunately the president did not answer any questions at. So, I'm so uh, we'll shocked. Try usually, again tomorrow. My favorite is uh, I'm, I'm I'm not allowed. They told me not to answer, and I'm not allowed to answer. Um, or he you know, goes even to, when he says that, though, I've I have figured out how to how to get his attention. So uh, he figured it out one time, and I think he called you a stupid son of a bitch, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah he did just the once. That didn't hurt your feelings, <laughs> did it? No, no. He he called me after actually right before I went on your show, <laughs> and uh, it, we we had a laugh about it. I, no hard feelings. Let me ask you this. Have you ever asked for a one-on-one -on -one interview with Joe? It's been a while since I asked for that. They've got all new people in. Um, but, uh, you know, they haven't really done. He, he doesn't do a ton of one-on-one -on -one interviews, period. So here's my prediction. Jen Psaki, your debate partner, is going to end up at either MSDNC or fake news CNN. Any thoughts? Uh, I saw some reports that... A couple different networks are looking at her. I, I have no idea what what she actually wants to do. I haven't asked her. But now, if, if she needs advice on where to go and what to do, the two most logical people to talk to would be your dad and me, because yeah. we've been at this the longest. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. Right, so, can I give her your cell phone? A hundred percent. Okay. Love to hear from Jen Saki. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, well, I'll have her touch base just uh, as she updates her LinkedIn whenever she decides to leave. You could ask, just say, um, I did get a request from Sean Hannity if you'd ever consider going on a show, and you can you can report back a, an, an absolute hell no, never happened. Tell him I said he can drop dead. That's what you I know, would say. I, I, bet, I bet that if uh, you guys had, I, I doubt that it would be that much of a no. Uh, that sense no, I'm, no I'm, in, I'm saying internally inside her mind, she will look at you. Like you're insane, and say uh, I will take it under consideration, and I'll circle back on that, uh, Peter. Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> Next question. Yeah, well, anyway. lots of people look at me like I'm insane, so uh, I, it'd be By hard the to way, tell. In that, that room, that's cool. a badge of honor. I've been in that room <laughs> during the Trump years, and it's like, oh, oh, he's here. I'm like, yeah, I'm here. Aren't you glad well, to see me? I have fun with it, but it is an important time right now, and you know these issues. As they evolve, they, they really do affect everybody. And uh, so I'm just trying to ask questions that people listening in their cars right now are thinking of. So, All right, Peter Ducey, we're going to show this exchange on Hannity tonight, and you'll be joining us. Always great to have you, Peter Ducey, uh, Fox News White House correspondent. 800-941-SEAN is a number you want to be a part of the program. Up next, our final.
Final Roundup and Information Overload Hour. Bar. you're like me and i don't any longer but i did suffer from insomnia if you are suffering i've got the antidote i have the answer and it's all things mypillow.com now mypillow.com has been built into this huge company why because their products work and they're incredible i fall asleep faster i stay asleep longer you can too right now mike is offering mike lindell is his best deal on his giza dream sheets I've been raving about them. They're made from the world's best cotton, Giza, the softest sheets you've ever slept on, breathable, durable. And right now you can get Giza Dream Sheets, the lowest price ever, 60% off, $39.99 just by going to the Sean Hannity Square at MyPillow.com. They also have deep discounts on over 150 other great MyPillow.com products. And if you go there today, you'll also get a free copy of Mike Lindell's book with your purchase. Now, you can call and mention my name, 800-919-6090, or just go to MyPillow.com, Sean Hannity Square, and the sleep you've been wanting and craving and needing and desperately desiring, and the sleep you deserve, will be yours. MyPillow.com, Sean Hannity Square. All right, when we come back, we'll probably tell you about a pipeline you never heard about, but is pivotal that could help our allies in Europe. It's called... And by the way, Joe Biden once supported it. The Eastern Mediterranean Gas Pipeline will explain when we get back. We'll get your calls in 800-941-SEAN as we continue. 